Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, we're going to head down and talk to Tom Murphy at SEC Media Days here in just a second. That is really the... Lion's share of what is happening as far as the red-white report goes. Also, we just told you about the two verbal commitments Arkansas picked up. We just heard from Braylon Russell. We'll talk to the other half of that, Selman Bridges, coming up at the bottom of this hour. And that's that. So let's uh, check in down at SEC Media Days with Mr. Murphy. Tom, are you there? I am right here, guys. It's, it's good to be with you. You know, it's funny. When you're walking through the halls here, uh, there's a lot of guys in suits. And then, like, I just saw Derek Mason walking by. And then the next guy's a random dude, like, in sandals and a Hawaiian shirt. So it's just fun to be down here. Tom, there's a report out that uh, next year's SEC Media Days will be in Dallas. That's uh, Action Action Network headquarters is reporting that. Uh, I saw Brett McMurphy tweet that. What do you think about okay. moving SEC Media Days? You know, it's funny. Um, I was at the uh, shuttle stop today, and um, somebody with ESPN.com was telling us about that. So I don't know if it had already been reported or, or what. But, I, you know, people are saying, well, why why move it around? It's really not a fan event. But I just think it, it puts money into the coffers of uh, schools in the SEC footprint, and that's a heck of a way to kick off having Texas and Oklahoma into the league if it's in Dallas next year. And surely there's plenty of venues in Dallas to get it done. Hmm. Tom, one of our questions of the day today, and two of these guys are actually speaking today, which SEC football coach do you hate the most? I won't ask you to answer that, but who do you think is going to win? It's Eli Drinkwitz, Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin, or Nick Saban. And by win, I mean lose. <laughs> well, you know what? There's there's reasons for we're going to We're going to put this in the atmosphere of Razorback fans, right? So there's right. reasons for you to dislike or whatever, have grudges against um, each of those guys. But I'll tell you this. The in-state guy, Eli, is, has a winning record against Arkansas, as does Missouri. And if Arkansas fans, like, if I look at what I do from the perspective of an, of an Arkansas fan, and I think Arkansas football and Arkansas athletics should be a step above Missouri, and they're mm-hmm. not in football. And it's just, you want to make that a rivalry? Start beating Missouri in football. So he, w- he would rank up there. Jimbo has kind of continued the tradition of A&M coaches of just finding some way to skeech out some win over Arkansas, including last year when Arkansas should have won it. Mm. And one of the games against Chad Morris with Jimbo was a very close game. Arkansas had had the ball and driving late and didn't didn't score. So, I don't know. Saban, wh- why hate him? I mean... Just because he wins all the time and he beats Arkansas, <laughs> and Arkansas didn't beat him in 17 years or whatever? Yeah, that'd be a good Three, reason, wouldn't 20 it? 20 years, right? Yeah. Was that the last time they beat him? Miracle and Markham, 2 2006, oh, 2006, 2006, yeah. See? It's been that long. 17 years. I forgot. Like I just said. Yeah. Work with me. Because I got a running total going. Just like I had the running total <laughs> wow. of Arkansas, and I'm making the Sweet 16 for a long time. Used to infuriate Pat Bradley. I'm like, Pat, it's been 25 years, but not anymore. Hold that grudge for a while, don't you? Yeah. And Kiffin's one that people, I think people either like him or don't. I'm amused by Kiffin, so I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. I think he's funny, and I think he's good for the league. 
I'm the same. He, he, I agree. I think he's great for the league. And I, I tell you, his social media game has, has taken the league in like a different dimension. Yeah. And uh, I do appreciate that. And he's fodder for what we do. And we, we I think we all appreciate it. So what are you look? What are you looking for this week, Tom? What are your uh, What are you trying to get at? What do you want to What do you want to hear this week? Um, you know, just storylines. I'm always interested in the neat storylines. Um, you know, well, we're about to talk to Brian Kelly here very soon. And you know, how did you pull off first year in the league? You lose to Florida State in your opener, and um, you you win the West. I mean, they beat Bama. They they did what Sam Pittman decided to do: go for a two point conversion and a, and a win. And against Bama, and yeah. they got it done. And they've got a returning quarterback in Jaden Daniels. And they have Harold Perkins, who Arkansas fans will tell you, might be the most spectacular defensive player in this league. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just an intriguing roster. You know, their offensive line was a disaster to start last year. And they got it together. And Jaden Daniels led them in rushing. And I think their, their running backs are going to be better. He's got a ton of targets to throw to. So just kind of hearing what Brian Kelly says about year two in the league. Um, People are going to ask Nick Saban about, hey, now you've got some of your protégés beating you. Um, you know, how much longer are, are you in this? And you know, so there's going to be things like that. And then we're going to start hearing about, I guess, moving the SEC media days around, and um, what, like, what Greg Sankey says about potential expansion. There's a lot of stuff. Sure, a lot of storylines. Jimbo Fisher speaking today as well, Tom. And I haven't heard or read any comments from him about how they're going to balance the division of power when it comes to the offensive stuff. And I'm sure for him, giving up a little bit of play calling and some of the offensive, uh, um, I guess, decision-making will be probably a little bit difficult, but he'd also be mm-hmm. crazy not to do it. I'm really curious to watch that balancing act between him and Petrino, and I'm sure he'll be asked about that quite a bit this week. He obviously will. And, you know, um, if you guys were like me, you saw on social media maybe a week ago something about already hearing rumors that, that you know, that uh, Petrino and Jimbo are having some deals. But, you know, who knows if that's true. But it's two powerful forces of personalities. Um, Petrino is not used to taking orders, and so how will he How will he do? How much autonomy will he be given? Because I think if Jimbo just kind of lets him do his thing, they're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I think that's going to be one of the more highly watched uh, storylines in the entire conference, and um, because Petrino is just like such a force of nature, uh, the way he can break down offense. And I, I think back to my first story, big story I wrote about Petrino, and that he has somewhat of a photographic memory, and how he applies that to making in, in-game adjustments, and that hasn't gone away. And um, he knows what SEC defenses like the latest trends and how to exploit them. So, and they have the personnel. I was talking to somebody already this morning saying A&M's personnel is unreal. And so, uh, hmm. put that together, and who knows what the Aggies will do this year? When the votes are counted up, who do you think is predicted to win the SEC West? Um, probably Bama. Um, you know, it, it will be hard for LSU to repeat. Um, although they have great talent too, um, the teams that are coming off horrible years, you know, uh, A&M and Auburn, you you can't project them to to win it. But yet, you know, Auburn a few years ago in um, Gus's first year had been horrible the year before, and they won it in 13. So it can be done. Um, but I I would think that you know you you go to the fallback position and you pick Bama probably. What do you think Arkansas's pick to finish? I saw a projection yesterday that had them sixth. Um, I have not even considered where I'm going to rank them yet. I, I, I've got to think they'll finish above Mississippi State. What will Ole Miss do now? Um, you know, Arkansas beat them last year, beat them handy, but it's on the road this year. Um, Arkansas should have beaten A&M last year. I, I would, I would th- think they're going to wind up around fifth, maybe fifth or sixth. Yeah, because to me, Auburn, I mean, with all their question backs or questions at quarterback, you know, I don't know how good Auburn's going to be in year one with Freeze. Mm-hmm. And you look at A&M and the issues that they had last year, are they fixable in just one year? And does Petrino fix that? There are a lot yeah. of question marks besides, to me, Alabama, LSU. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to finish sixth or seventh. 
So three through six is kind of a he toss it in the air. Yeah, I think the I big. Think, go ahead, Tom. Sorry. No, no, Justin, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we've seen these marriages, you know, these forced marriages work well at times, right? I guess it's not forced necessarily, but I'm sure Jimbo felt a lot of pressure yeah. to hire a top-notch offensive guy. Think about when Gus won as the OC to Auburn. Well, they do. They won a national title, right? I don't know how good that relationship was, but. Obviously, they let him do his thing, and it worked out really well. And then you saw, you know, when Gus was at Arkansas, obviously, maybe there was a little bit of uh, pulling in both directions. So uh, we'll see what the one at A&M looks like. Yeah, and and what I was going to say, I said what I think the media is going to predict Arkansas, fifth or sixth, but I think Sam Pittman has a pretty quiet confidence that they're, you know, if they just win their close games, um, they're they're much higher up in the conference last year. And so I think they have a chance, you know, based on what Sam Pittman is feeling, to finish much higher. And here's the thing. This is my take every year, and it's it's every team in the SEC West feels like they have a chance to contend. But two or three teams every year finish so poorly that, like, the coach is on the hot seat the next year. And so last year that was Auburn and A&M. And um, it's going to be somebody. Somebody is going to be vastly, you know, disappointed. But who who will it be? I mean, the the most obvious choice would be Mississippi State because the you know change to a new coach and you know will the will the offensive system work for Will Rogers when it he doesn't have Mike Leach calling the plays and seeing things. So I think they're the obvious choice to say they might have a fall off. But who else? Arkansas has so many returners on offense, and you expect them to be better defensively. So maybe it won't be them. Um, you don't. You would never think Alabama. You wouldn't think A and M would have another repeat bad year. So who is it? Who's going to finish one and seven in the league? Mm-hmm. And who else is going to be two and six in the league? It's going to be somebody. All right. Well, I think all of us have low expectations for Mississippi State, and so we'll see who fills in the gaps beyond that. Um, you know, we were talking last week a little bit, Tom. This would be a question I'm sure that Coach Pittman will get is about the offensive line, and you've got a couple of legitimate stars up there. With uh, with Lemmer and Latham, but then you're going to have some question marks on the offensive line as well. well. What's your expectation there? Because you know we've got you know you got our Arkansas's got the arguably the best quarterback in the league, arguably the best running back in the league, and some talented but unproven receivers. You know it's going to be about what happens up front. I think exactly. Is there, so there's two sets of questions in my view when you look at Arkansas. The, the defensive questions, and there's a lot of them too. Sure. But on offense, it's the O line and. You know, there were some things that happened at tackle early on in spring, and you could tell they're like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> the DNs were getting all kind of pressure in the first scrimmage that we didn't see. Um, and so we're changing. And so that led to Patrick Kudis being out at tackle. And so Devin Manuel and Patrick Kudis, we think, we're going to start the start camp at the two tackle spots. Okay, they're both young. Neither one of them have been through the SEC fires before. That's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, so they're going to probably have to scheme up to try to help those guys, to try to get K.J. operating quickly um, and and maybe using the tight end to help them, maybe using the back some. So um, SEC teams, if you've, if you've got a weakness at those two spots, they're going to find it, and it can crumble your offensive game plan. So to me, that's the biggest offensive question is how Arkansas handles the two tackle spots. Yeah, and can they run the ball? I mean, mm-hmm. that, I mean to me, that's... Arkansas run first with KJ and and Rocket, but if you you don't have the offensive lineman to pave the way, you're, the whole offense could be in trouble. It could, and that's why you know this the read game, the RPO stuff they're going to do. Um, you got to hold off of some the, the edge for a couple of seconds. You got to give the quarterback a clean read on what's happening on the edge. You know, his read man. And uh, otherwise, it can, can be blown up. I mean, I think back to certain plays last year, a Liberty, a Liberty game, a play got blown up. Um, a, guy, a guy leaked right through the middle. And there's some other big plays that, that K.J. wasn't given a clean read. And so you have to be able to do that. Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline here as we get SEC Media Days underway. The commissioner is going to be on the podium in about 11 minutes. So we'll get Tom out of there so we can listen to that before all that takes place. And then he'll join us Friday with a recap as well. So we'll look forward to getting Tom twice this week. Um, how about Georgia? We were talking about them a little bit earlier, Tom. What's your expectation for them? It's been since, what did we say, the 30s since the team's gone back to back to back. Georgia trying to do it this year. Odds are against it. What's your expectation for the Bulldogs? Odds are against it. Look at their schedule. All right. Uh, they've got a good chance to be really clean until late in the year against Tennessee. I mean, a really strong chance. So I think they're going to be picked to win it. They'll be picked to win the East. 
Um, side note, you guys have great positioning here in Nashville. You're right in the entryway. You see everybody pass by. The main room is steps away. Um, you're in a great spot. And by the way, I'm going to apologize. I did it privately to David Basil yes, uh, this morning, but I want to say it on the air, too. I'm sorry for honking my horn at him. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard. <laughs> no. But Tell us the story. Apparently, apparently scared the crap out of him. I scared him. And it was yesterday when we were coming to the hotel to check in, and when he turned, the look on his face, so it had to be what Bo Jackson felt when he was headed to the hole and Baz was coming to fill, scraping into the hole. That look is like, oh, David Basil could whip me. And um, it was real. But uh, we did get a big a laugh out of that. So, sorry, Baz. Did you know it was him when you honked at him, or was he oh. in your way? Yeah, he was on the phone. I knew it was him. He was okay. behind the, the, the Buzz uh, uh, truck, um, and he... And I saw him, I'm like, hey, and, and I think Bob and Wally might have goaded me a little bit, and so I, I beeped the horn. That's funny. <laughs> Politely. Wally would have protected you. Um, he ran with the Bulls. He ain't afraid of David. Okay, so Georgia, UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, all home games. Hmm. At Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, off week, at uh, home against Florida, home against Missouri. Oh, the Florida game's obviously neutral. Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, and at Georgia Tech. I mean, the Tennessee game is going to be huge. Yes. Yeah. But they could lose it and still make the playoff. Yes. Yeah, you're right, Tom. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. I mean, really, that you got you're going to go into Florida week if you're not unbeaten, something bad has happened. Um, and, and I know they got to replace quarterback and some other issues, but doggone, they are very, very talented. So yeah, I don't see how they don't go into Florida week unbeaten. Doggone, I see yeah. what you did there. How about Florida? Does Florida? Get going a little bit here, or you expect them to struggle again? They're one of the huge question marks, kind of like A&M, you know, just a huge question mark. I, I like Billy Napier personally. I, I got a really good vibe off his first appearance last year yeah. in Atlanta. Um, but they have a brutal schedule. They probably have, well, I guess it's 24. They probably have the toughest schedule in the conference. But um, uh, a lot of question marks. Got to find another QB. So I, I don't know enough about their personnel other than you know they should recruit well but they're in a you know they, well, they've got Georgia in there with them oh their schedule sucks I mean they go to yeah. Utah to start let's just start there I mean that that's that mm-hmm. could easily be a loss they get McNeese at home they get Tennessee at home which is no no bargain Charlotte then they got to go to Kentucky which makes that game much more difficult Vandy at home and they go to South Carolina that's the first half of the season after the mm-hmm. bye they get or after, yeah after the bye week they get Georgia at home Arkansas at home at LSU at Missouri and Florida wow. State have fun. Yeah. Wow. They may not Boy, get six wins. Man, that's a trap game, though, the Arkansas game for them, because they're going to think, wow, there's a, we finally get a breather, and Arkansas is going to, depending on how they feel or you know, how they're doing at that point, that's a – Arkansas <laughs> be keyed up for that one. And Arkansas is coming off of a bye. Don't forget. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect scenario. Back to Arkansas, Tom. Uh, you mentioned the defense and the questions around the defense. Uh, to me, there are a lot of question marks because we don't know a lot of these guys. They've got so many portal guys that have transfers that have come in. To me, if nothing else, they have a, more depth than I've seen in a while on a, a, on a defense. Yeah, on, Arkansas paper, defense. Yeah. on paper, they should. And I'm talking about depth that, you know, like helping out Pooh Paul and those guys at linebacker because Thomas um, and um, the transfer from South Florida Greer. Guys, they ought to be in the rotation. The defensive line, they got guys after spring. You know, Anthony Booker, um, 310 pounds. Uh, he's got to be able to help you at defensive tackle. Um, we saw the ends, most of the ends in spring, and they looked like they could go three deep at end. And then um, it's the secondary, which, you know, really played up and down last year. I mean, you could say McLaughlin had a good season, five picks. Clark played okay. But, you know, they lost everything basically at safety. And so um, guys like Walcott, um, well, uh, Clark is playing safety, but um, they've got to get they've got to get real help from the portal dudes they they brought in in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they, I mean you still have, I'm sure they still have nightmares of the uh, Kansas game and Kansas just throwing it uh, all over them. Uh, you know, once they got the big lead, couldn't stop them. Couldn't stop them, and and you know I think I think Marcus Woodson and the Travis Williams, Deron Wilson, uh, adding to Deke Adams is going to help. Uh, it's going to help the Arkansas defense. And I'm sorry, y'all, a little distracted. I think Sankey's about to go in there. Yeah, so, go ahead, do your thing. Um, 
But yeah, um, yeah, that'll be the huge question. How will all the portal guys help you defensively? Will you have the depth to withstand? Tom, we'll have plenty more to get into on Friday. Enjoy the week, and I appreciate the time today. We'll visit with you on Friday. I enjoy, always enjoy kicking it with y'all. See you. See you, Tom. Tom Murphy on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline down from SEC Media Days. Again, thanks to our sponsors. We will talk to our guys coming up after Greg Sankey speaks to the media and get uh, the recap. It's all brought to you by First Security Bank, our friends at Coffin by Design West, and UAMS Health. Let's get uh, Navy Mike in here, and then we'll take a timeout. Coming up on the other side, we got the second of the two Arkansas commitments from late last week selman bridges a top rated defensive back who is going to join the crew for arkansas what's up mike hey what's up uh justin you know i you know the, the question of the day was which you know what sec coach is uh the most hated mm-hmm. and all that I don't, I don't really i don't really hate any of the any of the SEC coaches mm-hmm. uh none of them really live in my head rent free what I hate is that we don't have a guy as head coach that lives rent-free in other fan bases' heads. You know, we don't have a guy. We haven't had a guy that's been hated, you know, for winning since Bobby Petrino. I mean, that guy would light you up, and he didn't care what you thought about it, and that that was it. You know, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, when it comes to Sam Pittman, opposing head coaches and fan bases probably kind of feel bad about having to beat the guy. You know, I mean, he's he's that good a guy, and I don't know if that kind of guy is like the the kind of guy that's going to get you win you anything significant as far as championship. You know, so um, I just get give you guys comments on that whatnot, and y'all take care. First thing I thought of was Andy Reid, pretty good guy, having a lot of success. I don't think he's living rent free in people's head in the NFL. I mean, you don't have to be a, a, a jerk or unlikable head coach to be good. There are all kinds of successful head coaches. Patrick Mahomes might be living rent-free in some people's heads. Yes. Maybe K.J. Jefferson is, too. Maybe. They'll be scheming for him, at least, huh? Yeah. Maybe Mike. Got to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. That helps. <sighs> I mean, uh, look is at uh, Georgia. I mean, is that be smart? I mean, it's not like he's a I don't think anybody thinks he's unlikable guy. Mm-mm. Um, is this the most wide open the league has been in Yeah, 10 years? Yeah. I mean, Georgia's got to replace a, a quarterback in Stetson Bennett who's meant a lot to their team. Just the, the inside, the chemistry, the locker room, a leader. I mean, that, that's hard to replace. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Alabama's doing the same thing. I can't definitively say I think this team is going to win the thing. Right. Although, again, you got your two or three you feel good about. Man, I hate to say it. But LSU. If I was voting, I, I would. I would vote for LSU to win the whole thing. Wouldn't surprise me. Not remotely. Eleven twenty-eight. We are going to talk to uh, someone Bridges on the other side. Stick around. It's the zone on a uh, pretty magnificent Monday. Got to say. Oh, it's a great Monday. Yeah, Woo! it is. Let's go. It smells like Friday for some people. It is. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. This is SportsCenter. Carlos Alcaraz is a Wimbledon champion after beating Novak Djokovic in five sets on Sunday. Djokovic had won four straight Wimbledons. Alcaraz, at just 20 years old, already has two Grand Slams as he won the U.S. Open last year. The Arkansas Travelers won their three-game homestand versus the Corpus Christi Hooks, winning Friday night's game 12-4, Saturday 2-0, and then dropping Sunday's game 10-4. They'll be back in action again tomorrow as they travel to Springfield to take on the Cardinals for a six-game series. And SEC Media Days begins today. Stay tuned to the Buzz for all your updates. Today, Commissioner Greg Sankey, LSU, Texas A&M, and Missouri will take the stage. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. 
Take your yard up to the next level with a Caddy's Touch landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. A Caddy's Touch landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. A Caddy's Touch landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. Hey, folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. And we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless have you been outside recently and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee? Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day, and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I, I just don't have time to, to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he calls me. He says, you know what? My back is feeling amazing. If you're that same guy or gal and you've got that nagging pain in your back, your knees, your shoulders, just call QC Kinetics today. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the pain is. The best part, no invasive surgery, no harmful drugs, and no downtime. Give QC Kinetics a call today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. You're in the zone with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Take Network. Take me a path to follow and I'll tread any dangerous road. I will beg and I'll steal, I will borrow. If I can make, if I can make your heart my home. ready for a road trip you need to have a good set of tires don't have a blowout it's not a fun thing to deal with when you're on vacation make sure you have a good set of tires and right now big o tires 100 off select set of tires they got all the name brand tires plus they have the big o tires so they're loaded with tires two locations in cabot and conway in conway their own hark rider in cabot it's prospect court right in front of kroger and Big O Tires does a lot more than just tires. They'll work on your vehicle. If you need new brakes, check. They can do that. Alignments, check. They do a lot of things. So swing go by Big O Tires, Cabot and Conway. It is the team we trust. We are desperately seeking Susan. I mean, Selman. Selman. As it were. The Razorback Verbal Commitment from Temple, Texas. We will eventually run him down. And he's going to be running down receivers in the not-too-distant future for Arkansas. So we'll get him on here in a few minutes. SEC Media Day coverage continuing. The commissioner addressing the fine folks down in uh, Nashville or over in Nashville today. And we will get a recap of his comments coming up a little bit later in the show. Also, I uh, want to remind everybody the Beer and Margarita Festival is this coming Saturday. Wes, you picked a terrible time to go on vacation. I know. I hate that. Now I'm going to have to drink all your beer and all your margaritas. And I don't mind. And tickets are on sale for that at 1037thebuzz.com. We'll be talking a lot about that. It's brought to you by our friends at Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. 
as well as our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. I, I guess it's beer, it's margaritas, and it's whatever Tito's whips up. And then Mosquito Joe's, and then also want to mention Countdown to Kickoff. It's right around the corner, August 1st. We're just a little over two weeks away. Tickets are on sale now. Get them while you can at 1037thebuzz.com. Gary Hill with MSS Oil is our title sponsor. Appreciate him and his support of the event. I know they had a blast last year. We had a really good group in there. Tito's also going to join us there. Gangster Museum of America, Oaklawn, Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, and Party Time Rental and Events. Got to thank all those folks. And we will have a list of a few folks. we got a couple different angles we're taking this year with current and former players from the university. And we are looking forward to bringing all that to you coming up on a Tuesday night. Corky's Barbecue will be feeding everybody. And tickets are on sale now. VIP gets you the meet and greet in advance. It's 75 bucks a person. I think everybody who participated in that last year, Wes, I saw a lot of smiles last year. Mm. There were a lot of great memories made. A lot of uh, photos and a lot of uh, interactions and things that you know people remember for a lifetime. And then the general admission stuff, if you want to just come and uh, watch the presenters and listen to some of the folks speak, 30 bucks, and that includes your meals. So going to be a blast. It's over the hall, and looking forward to it again for our second annual countdown to kickoff. And really, the season somewhat kicks off this week with media days. I mean, this kind of gets things underway. Looking forward to that. And next year, with it going to uh, Dallas, SEC Media Days in Dallas at AT&T Stadium, that's, to me, just increases the hype a little bit. You think about Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC next year, moving SEC Media Days. This is the SEC saying, to me, this is our state. We're taking over uh, the state of Texas, adding these. Now we have Texas and Texas A&M. Uh, I think it's a uh, it, it's a it's a, the SEC moving into Big Twelve territory, basically, right? By saying this is now SEC territory, right? I think it's a great move. Sure, I mean for us, even it's a, a easier. I guess is is it about the same? Nashville, Little Rock, Little Rock, Dallas. Nashville's a little bit further, but not much. I mean, we're splitting hairs for thirty minutes, maybe difference. Okay. So I mean, to Arlington, it's probably a probably close. Yeah, depends on traffic. Uh, and, of course, I-40 40, to, oh. to Nashville can be hairy between here and Memphis, too. It is weird how from Memphis to Nashville, I don't ever have any issues. No. But from here to Memphis, it's like... Uh, Miserable. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, here to Texarkana is getting rough, too. The number of 18-wheelers and trying yeah. to... It used to be pretty clear, easy sailing, but now it's 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 not quite... It's not like 40 to Memphis, but yeah. it's not Walls great. Walls are pretty narrow once you get past Benton there for a little bit, too. That's no fun. Mm. The death zone. Yeah, I don't like uh, don't like driving through there. Rusty says, if Navy Mike, you have to have an unlikable jerk as a head coach to be successful, then maybe he needs to apply for the job next time it comes open. <laughs> oh, if he thinks you have to have an unlikable jerk as a head coach. I got you, Rusty. Um, Hog Fan says, Braylon Russell, he's a great kid. Helps out with the Benton Developmental Football League, and the kids really look up to him. Woo pig. That's Sounds cool. like an amazing guy, and I uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Freddie says on the Asher Record Live fan feedback, Wes and the guys, how we feeling? Wes, you sorry dog, having today is your Friday. Better hit up Louisiana Lanyap or Bric-a-Brac oh, yeah. I don't know. for some grub? Yeah. I don't know that one. I'll, I'll be honest, we don't eat out a lot uh, because there's 15 of us. Uh, you know, when you're there in the summer, it's tough to get those kind of reservations. All the kids, we do a lot of cooking. And uh, we kind of split it up. We got a lot of cooks, good cooks in the family, so uh, I, I will eat well. But we, we'll probably go out one night. What's bric-a-brac? I don't know. I've never, never heard of that one. Justin is Stroman going to be traded? I, haven't, I can't tell if the Cubs are going to give up on the season yet or not. They're eight games out today, I think. A lot of teams that play of hopes are looking for starting pitching. Flaherty most likely gone in the Lou. In the Lou, St. Louis. Okay, the Lou. The Lou. I've never really heard it called that. Hit the Otani home run prop bet last night on Oakland, so that was nice. Peace out and good fortune. He hit his 34th home run last night, league leading. And they still lost. I wonder what kind of odds you get. Remind me of that. Zach's going to come on on Wednesday to talk about open championship odds. And I want to ask him, like, what kind of numbers do you get on a home run prop bet? It's got to be pretty long shot, even with Otani, I would think. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, more than likely, you're not going to hit a home run. Right. Yeah, so he's hit 34 home runs this in year. In like 80-something games. Yeah, so it's like every other game or every other two games. Okay, maybe his numbers aren't that great, but yeah, that would be a I'm good prop bet to hit. Sure, there's been a couple of games where he's hit two in a game. Right. So uh, it's got to be plus money. 
Over on the uh, unsponsored text line, this one from the 903, that's East Texas, the first four SEC games will decide how the Hogs season will be. If you go two and two, you're going to be great. If you go one and three, it'll be okay, but still not good. If you go 0 and four, it's going to be rough. What are your thoughts? Well, 0 and four will be rough. I'll give you that. First four are at LSU, A&M neutral, at Ole Miss, at Alabama. Socks. That's hard, man. You need to beat Texas A&M. Yes. And if you could uh, go to Ole Miss, go to Oxford, and win that game, go two and two. Why can't they go to LSU and win? You could, but it's going to be tough. I mean, if if I was going to pick one game to win. Oh, you get one? Yeah. I'm picking Bama. Same. I want to beat Bama. Yeah. Same, 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 same. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, 2-2 two and two in that stretch, sign me up. Well, here's the other piece. You better be 3-0 and oh when you go into the start of the stretch. Yes. You better beat BYU. You better beat Kent State. And you better – I mean, if you don't beat Western Carolina, I might as well forget the season. Yeah. But I think my, my only thing to disagree with, they could go 0-4 in that stretch. And if they can somehow rally the troops, mm-hmm. use that bye week, whatever, beat Mississippi State before the bye, then beat Florida, I think you can still salvage the season. Yeah, you can and still win, win five, seven games. You win five in a row. Yeah. To finish this season. Yeah. And then if you win your first, what was it, first three? Mm-hmm. That's eight that's and eight four. Wins. Yeah. No, I think you can win seven and lose all four of those, seven yeah. or eight, and still lose all four it, of those. It could uh, go, you could go a streaky season. Three and oh, oh and four, five and oh. Yeah. Remember last year was the weird deal. It was like three up, three down, yeah. two up, two, two down, down, one up, one down. Yeah. And then they finished with the bowl win. Yeah. I don't want to do that again. No. That was a roller coaster, I mean, almost literally last year. It so. won't be fun for us if they go 0-4 in that stretch. No, yeah, because it'll mark. be skies falling every single week. I mean, what would you bet? We're going to we're gonna probably do that as a mm-hmm. weekly question of the day. but Yeah. What would their record be in these next four games? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would bet the bookends, you've got to say no, and then, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you can't go to Ole Miss. I mean, it's not like Oxford's an no. intimidating place no, to play. No, it's not. But. And they've had success there. And they've had success against Ole Miss. And I don't think there'll be a huge underdog in that game. And they've had more success against LSU than they have Missouri. Go figure that. We've had more success against LSU than Texas A&M as well. That's true. That is true. (laughs) What did the Buzz text line and the newly crowned Wimbledon women's champion have in common over the weekend? Um, They don't have sponsors? Yes. It's cute. That is cute. Very good. She was unranked, right? Yes. She was. Well, she's unseated. I don't know if she's unranked. I mean, everybody's well, got a everybody's ranking. Ranked, yeah. yeah, but she may be like two forty eight in the world or something. Right. She's probably not that low. But um, I was going to say too. It's funny about A and M, the A and M series. And I haven't heard anybody say this, but when Petrina was there, Arkansas was winning that series, winning those games mm-hmm. on the reg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's at A and M, and maybe Arkansas can turn the tide against him mm. in the series. Yes, that would make me happy. This one from the 870. Pittman was at a Foreigner concert Friday night. Snoop was Saturday, I think, anyway. Yes. So. Uh, game ball to the Mission Impossible, to the new Mission Impossible. Best one of this series. I have seen five of the six now, or five of the seven, I guess, counting the new one. And five is very good. I think either three or four are my favorites so far. Okay. Probably three. And maybe I, maybe I was biased because I watched three right after I watched two, and two was awful. Two was clear-cut the worst, assuming that six isn't awful. Is five Ghost Protocol, or is that six? I don't know the names. Oh. I'd have to go back and look. But it's good. It's very good. Should I skip two? No, you should watch it, but you'll to appreciate the fact that it's not very good. Okay. Uh, it was pointed out to me that there is basically a new woman of interest in just about every movie. And I made the mistake of telling the person I was talking to that the women are disposable in this series for some reason and then it became you think that in general and I'm like no but just in this series it is weird though how there is somebody who is prominently featured as a female character and then you don't see her again in the next movie well it's like James Bond in most cases good point it is very if you like Bond you gotta like Mission Impossible and I didn't even realize it because I'm in a late convert to Mission Impossible and I am 100% on board you think you're James Bond don't you no I do not. Yes, you do. Um, Does Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, have some James Bond? No, because he doesn't try to hook up with all these chicks. Oh, okay. But there's just a different female lead 
in these different. He only let's see. He had there was a romance angle in two, and then in three he gets married, and then in four his wife appears kinda but not really. Um, so it's a I don't know. It's a weird. She get killed. I, I can't really go into it, Wes. Mm. But um, like, is it like the Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service of Mission Impossible's? You guys just watch it, yeah. Does he like to have a certain drink when he goes out, like Bond? I don't think I've ever seen him drink alcohol. Huh. I don't think Ethan Hunt has ever ordered a cocktail that I've seen. It's against Scientology. Is it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, i got some horse racing news if you're interested. Sure. I have horse racing news. Even if you're not interested, I have it. Uh, funny side. The horse that became a fan favorite after winning the Kentucky Derby in the Preakness in 2003 died after complications of colic. 23 years old. Hmm. I mean, that's a good run. Yeah. How many years is that in horse years? 69. They're not... Is it three? Three? Is that right? I don't know. That sounds made up. I made that up. I think it's more than three, less than seven. Five? You don't know. He won 11 of 38 starts, earned $3,529,412 in his career. Uh, Undefeated in three starts as a two-year-old. So, pretty good run. God rest your soul. Also, Golden Gate Field permanently closing after its final racing date later this year at San Francisco Bay Area Horse Track. The owner, it's the Stronach Group, said they have like everything in horse racing just about these days, says it'll double down on its racing at Santa Anita and training at San Luis Rey uh, Downs in Southern California. Hmm. Or San Luis or San Luis, depending on how you like to pronounce. After the Golden Gate Fields meet ends, the group said it will focus on moving horses from the Bay Area to Arcadia with a goal of increasing field sizes and adding a fourth day of racing to the weekly schedule at Santa Anita beginning in January. So horse years uh, change okay. for humans. Uh, it begins off uh, one year is like six and a half years to an adult. So by age two, it's like they're a 13-year-old. But then it starts to slow down a little bit when they're a three-year-old and racing in the Triple Crown. It's like they're 18 years old in human years. Uh, But, for example, by the time they're 33, they're 43. Uh, How how old you said he was? Funny side? 23? 23, I think that's right. Uh, Be like 68-year-old for... A human. So gone, I was. Gone too soon. When I said 69, I was right you, on you it. You actually were. I was actually Even though you're trying to be funny. So when they were 30, let's say a horse makes it to 35, it's like he's 98. What's the average age of a horse? Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Average age of a horse? No, like average age that they die. Oh, that's a good question. Um, James says, this is on Asher Life and Feedback. I think this is a good question for Wes to ask the coaches. Are the kids today harder or easier to coach than 10 years ago? I'd say harder. Ask what coach? I think any coaches. Mm. Hamhawk says, Pittman does not have the killer instinct that the most successful SEC coaches have. If you hate an opposing head coach, that probably means you're losing to them. Well, Arkansas fans probably hate a lot of them then. That's the case. Average horse life is 25 to 30 years old. Okay. It's good life. Do you think Sam Pittman has a killer instinct? He just glossed over that. Do you not want to address it? No. I mean, as much as anybody, I would say. Yeah. Dude's a competitor. Yeah, he wants to put a team away. He wants to win. Yeah. But sometimes you don't when win. you fail to win, it's not because you don't have a killer instinct. Yeah. It's probably because you don't have the players. Or you get too cute in the goal line. Yeah. Too soon? <laughs> no. No, I think we all have those uh, nightmares of the Texas A&M game from last year. And that's not going to go away until Arkansas beats Texas A&M. And even then, you're still going to remember it and go, even if they win this year, you're going to go, they should be two in a row. Sadly, I wasn't even thinking of that game in specific. I was just saying, generally speaking, the red zone issues and the goal line problems were ubiquitous last season. I think people will think of the tight end sneak. Yep. And then the oh, That A&M makes me want to throw it in my games. mouth, but that was the first thing I thought of, yes. The tight end The A&M sneak. game was fluke. That was a fluke deal. I, would, I don't have a problem with the play call. It just sucked that it worked out the way it did. Yeah. No, the fluke is the K.J. Superman trying That's to fly. From, okay. Yeah. I, I was talking more about when they were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, run, controlling the game, and then all of a sudden they brought in... Who was the player they brought? Oh, Malik. they brought in Hornsby yep. and tried... Three different, well, basically, little gadget plays with him and drive ins, then AM goes down and scores. Mm-hmm. Different game. Mm hmm. Ah.
this is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down to Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. At Taco Bell, we like to keep mornings simple. Because before 11 a.m., you're not down for whatever. No. You're not interested in trying new things. No. You want a breakfast that's toned down and delicious, like the breakfast crunch wrap with fluffy eggs, sausage, melty cheese, and a crispy hash brown in a grilled tortilla. I want to eat that. See? You may not be a morning person, but it's morning. And you're a person. Taco Bell breakfast, served until 11 a.m. At participating Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only, what supplies last? Three little words no parent wants to hear. My tummy hurts. And it always seems to happen at the worst times. Like in the middle of the morning rush, when you still have homework to check and lunches to pack, and of course, you're already late for work. Luckily, there's Pepto Kids. New Pepto Kids gummies helps relieve occasional stomach upsets, turning those three words into these three words. I feel better. Bad time for stomach upsets? Good time for new Pepto Kids gummies. Fast support for little tummies. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you want to be a part of the show, hit the guys on Twitter at Justin Acri 7 at Wes underscore Moore or at C Weaver 1037. Call 661-1037 or email thezone at 1037thebuzz.com. Thank you higher than herbalist climbing treetops. 11.53, wrapping up our second hour here on a Monday. SEC Media Days. We'll get a recap of Greg Sankey's comments coming up in the next hour. We'll check in with David or Trey or John or Randy or who knows, one of our guys. Again, thanks to First Security Bank. Coffin by Design West and UMS Health for the sponsorship of the coverage. It's become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And next year, moving to Dallas. So I'm sure that will be uh, one more step forward. Some news from the NFL. Sean Payton, of course, back in the league now as the head coach of the Denver Broncos, which pains me to say. And Wes is still, I know, fingers crossed that he ends up in Dallas someday as the head coach. But, you know, he's still got a fine sitting out there that he hasn't paid yet. $100,000 for, I guess, inappropriate mask usage or wearing during the COVID run when he was uh, in New Orleans. Apparently, he and Gruden have talked about it. Gruden got fined 150 grand because apparently he wasn't wearing his right either. He paid the fine, and he said after he did, Peyton called him and laughed. Peyton told him, I never paid the fine. You're the only dumb effer that paid the fine. <laughs> uh, so... I don't know if they're going to try to go back and tell him he's got to pay to coach this year, but uh, it seems at this point with everything we know, and at the time even we're like, they're outside. I think he's fine. <laughs> it seems it would seem pretty dumb of the NFL to try to go back and collect it. And Frank, in fact, they ought to go back 
and write John Gruden a check is what they ought to do. I saw a a story this morning, and it was for the first time in months, the number of, uh, and they're not even calling them COVID deaths, they're just calling them uh, uh, the number of deaths, period. You know, they, they, they have a United States average. It is back to normal for the first time in years, mm. like basically in three years. That yeah. it's we're now officially saying we're back. You know that to where our deaths are back to normal. Yeah. Um, on a much more happy note related to the NFL, I got a chance to watch the first thirty minutes of the first episode before I had an obligation. You had a chance to dig through the new quarterback series on Netflix, and yeah. I think we both give a big thumbs up. Oh, I loved it. Uh, it's it's absolutely worth your time. They're about forty to fifty minutes each, and uh, they they fly by. I, I binge watched uh, for uh, probably three episodes, and then I uh, sat down on another afternoon, watched about three more, and then finished it off yesterday. Uh, they're great. Uh, I, I know uh, you, Christian, may not be a big Kirk Cousins fan, but after watching this. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. Dude, 30 minutes in, I'm like, this guy works his butt off. He does everything he can possibly do to get the maximum out of his ability. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a good family guy. He's focused on the right things. He doesn't care about clothes. His wife picks out his clothes for him. He's still I mean, driving the Astro band? band? No, they, they, uh, or at least they, in, the, in the episodes, they've moved up and have a big like SUV that the family okay. drives. But he's just a, he is a likable character for sure. And honestly, all three guys are. I didn't know yeah. much about Marcus Mariota and just a little bit I saw in the first episode from him. He's a very likable dude, too. Mm-hmm. And, again, they're all in different positions. So I thought it was a really good cross-section of quarterback play with Cousins and Mariota, a guy who was super hyped and didn't necessarily live up to mm-hmm. it. Cousins, who wasn't hyped at all. And then, obviously, Mahomes through the roof hype, and then he's lived up to it and then some. You know, they get into you know the draft day for him, Kirk Cousins. You think it's an awesome day. You know, you, you get drafted in the NFL. Well, he was drafted in the fourth round after Washington. RG3 was drafted in the first. Yep. Took RG3 in the first round. And he's like... I mean, I want to go somewhere where I can compete. They and took I, two quarterbacks in the same draft? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty rare. And I mean, that's virtually unprecedented. Yeah. And, but, I mean, it happens. And in back-to-back rounds? No. No, it first, was first and fourth. fourth. Oh, first and fourth. But I don't think they had oh, yeah, duh. That's second right. pick, but they had a third pick, so it was like one, three, four, and they took two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's RG3 crazy. was amazing his first year. Yeah. And then Kirk Cousins ended up being pretty good. Maybe they were worried about him getting hurt. Yeah. Good thinking. And this dude took took a beating last year, Kirk Cousins. Beating. Oh, some of the highlights in the in the open are just uh, awful. And they get and, into it, and and they go through Mahomes' injury, his twisted ankle. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, High ankle sprain. My. Is there an episode where Marcus <laughs> Mariota gets benched? Yep. Is that in the yep. episode? Okay. Yep. It's the day after he has his kid, or his wife, delivers. They call <laughs> him in the next day and say, we're going the other direction. <laughs> and then he has knee surgery, and he's done. Well, the good news is when you get bent in the NFL, they don't take your money away right away. You get paid the same amount you did the day before. So yeah. that's good. Here's the upside. He's like, since signed with Philadelphia. I didn't even realize that. I had to look it up. Didn't either. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a 